This is Bruce Garber and this is Through Your Eyes. I'm here with Marilyn Midas. Marilyn, what do you see through your eyes? I see fitness and health and living a happy life. And to me, fitness is my passion. It's just who I am. I don't even think about it. Every day when I get up, I look forward to waking up and going to the gym and, and doing my cardio sessions. Um, so I live a busy life, but I always fit in my fitness because it's so important to me. Um, it seems like just over the past couple of months, I, I've been hearing more and more feedback. And even last week, and somebody who I met through social media, through Infinite Labs, the, the supplement company, who sponsors me, she wrote me the most amazing thank you for just for thanking me for inspiring and motivating her. And it was just so amazing that I actually, I read it out loud to my boyfriend and my eyes actually filled with tears and my little teardrops started falling down because I just, I couldn't believe that I had that much of an impact on somebody that, that this person is watching everything that I do and she sees my check-ins at the gym and she sees my progress photos and and that inspires her to to get out there and, and do these things that she wants to do. And to be honest, I think that means more to me than, than even meeting my own goals. A lot of people will ask me, because I, tr I do train really hard and I do like to compete, and a lot of people will say to me, what do you get if you win? And I get a little trophy. <laughs> it's not really that big of a deal. And most people look at me like, that's it? But for me, it's, it's about setting a goal, figuring out what you need to do to meet that goal, and then doing it, and then and achieving it. And it's, you know, there's the saying, if everybody, if it, if it were easy, everybody would do it. And training for bodybuilding is a really, really hard thing. I want to do this because it's something that's really, really hard to do. And you've been doing this since you were 15, you Since I was 15, um, I was always active in sports, in school sports, you know, ever since elementary school. And in junior high school, I was 15, and they introduced us to weightlifting in the weight room as a part of our sports practices. From that very first workout, that was it. I was hooked. I love lifting weights. And it just was something that I enjoyed so much and felt so good. And all the old school bodybuilders, <laughs> um, you know, Wiener and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of those, I followed them. I had every muscle and fitness magazine and, and read everything cover to cover and saved them and have been lifting weights ever since. And how do you think the weightlifting and your training and your diet and all the things that go along with the sports that you're into, mm -hmm. how does that affect your everyday life? Oh boy. As, it, a, as a normal person. It, it completely, it, this kind of lifestyle has made everything in my life so much different because it allows me to it allows me to see everything in a different way and it, and it crosses over into everything else because it makes me first of all it makes me really really happy um, and it makes me look at everything in a, in a very positive way it it completely it makes me want to do well in everything it makes me look at everything as not as a problem or in a negative way. It makes me look at everything positive, positively, whether it be in at work or in relationships. 
and you know my boyfriend being in the band and being here today at his video shoot and watching him it's it's the same exact thing it doesn't matter what your goal is or what your passion is it's figuring out what you want to do and and doing it doing what you love and basically it just kind of becomes who you are it just becomes your life and if you had one piece of advice for anybody that's listening to this mm -hmm. what would you say to them Oh, if you have, if there is something that you are truly passionate about doing, just do it. You know, do not let anybody tell you that you can't. Don't ever doubt yourself. You know, you've, you've got to believe in yourself. And if that's something that you really want to do, you can do it. You can be successful at anything that you want if you are truly passionate about it. Well, thank you, Marilyn. This is Bruce Scarber, and this is Through Your Eyes. This is Bruce Garber, and this is Through Your Eyes. Welcome to the show. Can you tell me what you've seen through your eyes? I teach a first period class. It's a communications class. And uh, I'd explain to the students that uh, I just visited a website, and it's uh, coolrunning.com, and it has all variety of races in and around uh, the New England area and, and races that are throughout the world. And I told them that uh, I saw this advertisement uh, for a race at the North Pole, and uh, they all sort of perked up and said, what do you mean a race in the North Pole? How can you, how can you race on, on solid ice? Um, I said, well, I'm not too sure. I'd have to investigate that a little bit more. But they had already at that point, they'd sort of like challenged me. I dare you to do this, Mr. Ty. I dare you to do it. And uh, I'm always up for a challenge and looking for something, uh, something new to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did. I investigated it. And the next day, a question came out again. So, Mr. Tai, when, when does the race take place? Where does it take place? How is it going to happen? Uh, how do you need to prepare for such, uh, you know, such an event? Mm -hmm. uh, so we started investigating that a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more with the, you know, with the students. New England does have some cold weather and does have snow, etc. But nothing is going to compare to the North, the North Pole. So I really had to try and, uh, you know, put myself in a situation where I was going to hopefully realistically uh, train in, you know, extreme temperatures. Uh, and I thought of, uh, you know, training in, you know, in a freezer. And uh, they provide ice cream throughout New England area. Uh, but what I first needed to do was to get a treadmill. And, uh, you know, when I was, uh, I remember wheeling the treadmill into, uh, into this freezer, which was uh, at the time about minus, uh, you know, minus 20. What we felt was really important was, again, to keep the, uh, to keep the students uh, connected to, you know, to the project and some of, uh, you know, the adventures that I would be, you know, encountering uh, um, at the North Pole. Um, what, we, uh, what we needed to do was to come up with a, a way where, uh, you know, I could communicate with them by calling them on a daily, you know, on a daily basis as to, uh, you know, what was happening, what are some of the concerns that are going on in the Arctic, uh, you know, at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So we had a speaker system set up where, uh, you know, each day at about, uh, oh, it's normally in the morning I would give them a call so that uh, they could, uh, I could catch them in class at that particular time mm -hmm. and they would come up with a variety of questions of how things were going. I was just, you know, overjoyed, one, just to finish the race, but at the same time to, you know, to, to, to win the race was, uh, you know, spectacular. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, um, I was more overjoyed for the, you know, for uh, you know, for the students. You know, one of the best experiences that I've, uh, you know, that I've had the opportunity to experience. Um, you know, and I think that, 
you know, if anybody's got the opportunity to, you know, to see video or look at, the, you know, some of the things uh, that are that are out there at the North Pole, one, you know, one can see it's such a, you know, it's a, such a special environment and, and one that we really need to take care of. Thank you for sharing what you've seen through your eyes. This is Bruce Garber, and this is Through Your Eyes. Welcome to the show. Can you tell me what you've seen through your eyes? I'm James Patrick Kelly. I am on the net. My website is Jim, J-I-M-K-E-L-L-Y dot net. And I tweet at, a, at uh, Jasp, J-A-S-P Kelly. So I'm a science fiction uh, writer, and here we are in the science fiction section of the River Run Bookstore, which is the greatest bookstore in the state of New Hampshire. And um, uh, so I've written novels, uh, short stories, and I've uh, uh, been editor of several anthologies. And I, we, we walked in here, and I immediately, as I do at every bookstore, gravitated to see what of mine was on the shelves. And lo and behold, there are two books of mine here, which makes me feel great. So this one is Rewired. Uh, this is a book I edited with a friend of mine, and it's a book about... Uh, the post-cyberpunk writer. So cyberpunk was a big movement in science fiction in the 80s uh, and then some of the folks who wrote cyberpunk stopped writing it and moved on but lots of other people took up the um, the flag and so this is a collection that I edited and this book, The Wreck of the Godspeed and other stories is a short story collection although the last third of it is a short novel that I wrote uh, called Burn so mostly stories, but that short novel is at the back, and the uh, the, the novel, short novel, Burn, won the Nebula Award, uh, which is given by the Science Fiction Writers of America. It's won in 2006. So we're here in the bookstore across the street from PodCamp, New Hampshire. Can you tell us what you're looking forward to at PodCamp tomorrow, where this is a two-day event? Well, you know, the thing that I find about PodCamp is that um, I really feel like the people who go to that convention are living 10 minutes into the future and since that's my beat what I do is just like keep my ear to the ground I listen in on conversations I certainly go to all the panels that I can I mean there's more panels than anyone can go to so you have to sort of pick and choose but I think one of the things that it helps me understand is how digital culture is changing publishing I gave a talk today about that and uh, and just from the people I heard at my at my talk and from the people I uh, talked to today I realized that some of the things I walked in thinking are not necessarily the things I'm walking out thinking changed my mind about a lot of things thanks very much Jim. you're welcome Great. thank you for sharing what you've seen through your eyes this is Bruce Garber and this is through your eyes welcome to the show can you tell me what you've seen through your eyes I was wild like anybody else. You know, you know, I was uh, cocky, a little cocky. Who was it, you know? Water took me down quite a lot, the ocean. It humbles you. A couple of times I got caught out there in the bay. I used to fish the bay all my life and uh, scared the heck out of me. And the hat goes right down to your feet. And everybody's been through it, but you might not hear from people, but they go through it. You learn the hard way. Today it's more dangerous because today they go offshore with these boats. They go quite a ways out. They could fish beyond three miles now with these boats. Before you couldn't do that. So 
I'm sure you've heard of the perfect storm. Yes. You've seen that. Yes. Believe it or not, it could have been worse than that. That was only a movie. It could have been worse than that. How worse it could have been, I don't know about that. The ocean is uh, unforgiving. It's really, a, it's really something. I don't know if you've been in the water too much in order, but it's really, a, really something. It's true. Everything's true. Can you tell us a little about motif? Number one? Well, I can't go into detail about that, but uh, I know it was dedicated to the, to the World War II fishermen uh, by the town. Well, all the fishermen that served in World War II had a, had a spot in there. And before that, it was an art studio. John Buckley had it. He owned it. And you think he sold it to the town. And then they used to build boats there years ago, back in the 30s. And before that, uh, they used to sell fish there. There's old pictures of that, maybe at the library. Well, they used to take out fish in the back and sell it. Those are some of the old fishermen down there. Uh, they're gone now, but... So... The trouble is that the only thing down here, I have a lot of sad memories down here. I've seen everything, everybody go. You know, it really is. I hate coming down here at Christmas time, you know. Brings back sad memories. Yeah, it's a well. It's a, like I say, I've I've probably lost maybe 40, 50 people in the harbor here. You know, because mm. when I started, I was one of the youngest. Really? Well, it's not an easy life at sea. No, it's not an easy life. No, and uh, you. I'll say one thing about it. It, d it does teach you discipline. If it does, you know, mm -hmm. it taught me discipline. Take take care of yourself and go to bed at night. You got to do it. Well, Bill, I want to thank you for taking just a few minutes and telling us a little bit about what you're doing. Now with your life, this is very interesting, very exciting to hear these stories. I'm very fortunate. This, this is just what I know. I mean, this is just my... Uh, thank you for sharing what you've seen through your eyes. This is Bruce Garber, and this is Through Your Eyes. Welcome to the show. Can you tell me what you've seen? through your eyes. We, we got into a discussion about talking about sometimes high school or education can be like running on a treadmill. You know, it's, it's, going, you know, it's going the distance. It's sometimes reviewing some of the things that you already know. However, it's important. So we, we, the discussion sort of evolved and how far can you run on a treadmill? And uh, the goal came and uh, that's how the, the, the treadmill go the distance uh, you know, came about. We could do a little uh, you know, training 12 hour run was uh, I think like 85, 85 and a half miles yeah. um, but on the way uh, sort of Bruce my manager at that particular time was talking about well there is a 50 kilometer record and a, a 50 then a hundred kilometer record and we thought that uh, you know if we go out at a reasonable pace I could uh, you know tick those uh, you know those records off wow. and uh, what was nice about that was that we got the kids involved in, uh, you know, in, in coordinating some of that, uh, how we did that, nutrition, what, what pace did I have to uh, accomplish during, the, uh, during that event itself. Right, right. And uh, they were huge supporters uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the event. Yeah, that day was, a, was an extremely special, you know, special day. I've been asked numerous times, uh, how does one uh, prepare for such, uh, for such a long endurance run? And uh, I think probably one of the toughest things to, to prepare for is, is, is psychologically, um, because you really have to be focused for such a, such a long time.
The project manager uh, and I were probably the only uh, two people that, real, you know, that knew that uh, there were four records that uh, we were possibly going to be going for this particular day. Everybody else just thought that we were going to go for the 12 hour. Um, however, I was feeling you know, fairly smooth and comfortable uh, as we came upon the, the 50 kilometer uh, record, which was at uh, uh, 344.48. And I think we broke that record by about uh, a minute or two minutes. No 50k world record. Bruce was, uh, you know, taking care of me very, uh, you know, very well. Um, what was important at that particular time, uh, especially after the 50 kilometer uh, record, um, was to make sure that I kept myself hydrated. For those people that don't know what a hundred kilometer is, it's 62 miles um, of uh, a long slog on a treadmill. Uh, it was uh, it was a slog as well, getting to you know getting to the hundred uh, hundred kilometers. Coming up to the 12 hour uh, the 12 hour mark, um, which was uh, it was a sort of surreal sort of experience. Um, the crowd in the store were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there must have been, in this small store, there must have been over 100, uh, 150 people. Uh, they were clapping, they were cheering. Uh, it, it was most motiv motivational. Uh, it was absolutely fabulous. And, uh, you know, I could see people uh, by the treadmill. The tears were in, you know, tears were in their eyes um, and got me all choked, uh, you know, sort of choked up as well. Um, but what a fabulous, uh, you know, feeling from, uh, you know, from the, you know, from the crowd that I had and the students that were there to, you know, to support me. It was, uh, you know, a tremendous, uh, a tremendous feeling. And without the students, uh, this would never have, uh, you know, obviously this would never have happened. And, uh, you know, to them, uh, I'd, uh, you know, like to give them, a, you know, a good thank you, a fabulous thank you. And uh, it was, uh, it was important for them to be, you know, to be there. And uh, to all the students that ran opposite me on a treadmill supporting me through the, you know, through the event was, uh, again, uh, a fabulous, uh, you know, experience for me. It is about uh, three and a half uh, marathons back-to-back uh, -back, uh, that uh, that we completed. The last uh, five, the last five miles, I think, were probably the, the the hardest five miles I've ever, you know, I've ever run. Thank you for sharing what you've seen through your eyes. Down here in Cape Cod by the canal, and I just met a a new friend, Mike Campbell from the what's the name of the band again? Dogs. The Bone Dogs, and he's gonna just give us a little piece on his heart right now. He's a cool guy. He's an artist. He does some. And Bill's some, a cool guy. <laughs> he does some carving with his with his knife. He's a painter. He's an artist. He's a musician. So nice to meet you. I got a woman. She made crab cakes and she shakes like a rubber tree. I got a woman, she makes crab cakes and she shakes like a rubber tree. I got a woman, she makes crab cakes and she shakes like a rubber tree. And she watches 
the water roll on by and she watches the water roll on by She makes crab cakes and she dances like the whirlwind. You ain't seen her dance, boy, but I bet you you've seen a sin. <laughs> hey, very good. Sorry Great, Bill. That last, uh, read didn't That's all right. here in Cape Cod right by the canal. Hope you enjoyed it guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Bruce Garber. I'm here being joined by my friend Peter from Vaudeville Pictures. Nice to Hi, see Bruce, you. Hi Bruce, how are Peter. you? Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks Bruce. So what have you been up to, man? It's been a long time. Ah! Keeping busy, keeping busy. Vaudeville Pictures has been uh, keeping me busy on all fronts. Um, the theatrical work and the uh, short films have been growing, and the, the puppets have been uh, getting more enthusiastic. Our cast has been growing. They've been getting a little, uh, their fan base has been expanding. So, you know, they've been getting a little uh, too big for their britches, yeah, uh, even though most of them don't wear pants. So, I understand you have some new friends also. Would you like to introduce anybody today? Uh, yeah, well, we, you know, since we're doing this sort of uh, high tech thing, uh, one of our resident tech guys, he's sort of our public relations guy, he's one of the oldest uh, vaudeville pictures, uh, vaudeville puppet members, I should say. Uh, but, but I think we'll have him come out and, and chat with you. Uh, he's a little, a little more uh, tech savvy, you know, he's hip with the kids. So, well, okay, cool. that's right. All right, so come on out, monster. Wow. Oh, hello. Yes, yes, hello. I am. Professor Monster Johnson, uh, nice to, and, and you must you must be Bruce. I am. Nice to meet you, Monster. Yeah. Monster uh, Johnson. Our lighting is hey, not very good we got, in here. We got the same haircut. Ah, yes, yes. It's uh, it's actually a pretty good even with this dull lighting. I'm reflecting enough to get uh, a little little fill light in here. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh, so so um. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a real uh, expert on uh, communications. Uh, the, the Telegraph uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, that's cutting edge stuff, right? Uh, what have we got going on here, though? What are these buttons? So there's a, there's a lot of very cool buttons here. We're actually recording you right on this little monitor right now. You're in one monitor, and I'm in another. And uh, uh, don't, don't, cool you need my, don't you need my uh, express permission to record me, Bruce? Well, let's let's be official. May I please record you and share it any place online on air in the world? Well, you know, I'm thinking of uh, uh, running for public office, so I, I, I try to keep uh, close ties on anything that uh, people can hold and release at a later date. Uh, so, 
I'm going to need to review any footage and sign off on it at a, at a later time, if that's all right, Bruce. A absolutely. You can you can click on the video, and it's going to be up on our lab. We already told you during the pre-show that this is a live broadcast and that we would be recording. So to reshare it, you're free to do with it as you will. And we can always delete it later, right? It's not. It's never permanent, right? It's not like it's going to be out there forever. Well, on Blab, it is. It's. It's always there. You. That's the one feature you cannot do. You cannot delete a Blab. Sorry. We could hide it. You have the hiding capability, but we cannot. Oh uh, yes, it. I think that's this one here, right? Is, is that how's that? <laughs> is that working? Is that the hiding yeah, feature? Yeah, that, you're only. You're, you're covering your eyes. You. You. You know. <laughs> there we go. I could just do one of these. Is that, is that good? Yeah, don't cut that wire. That's an important wire. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Uh. So, uh, what's what's the point of all this? That's what I want to know. So, the point of all of this actually is to meet and greet new people from around the world, share uh -huh. interesting stuff that you're doing, and. Being the techie person that you are, a lot of people here are doing podcasts. They're using this platform for podcasts and creating some video content. Well, that's, that's like where you abduct somebody and then grow a, a clone of them? <laughs> no. I'm working with, in my laboratory. I do have uh, something very much like that. It's, uh, it's more of a – it's not a full-body sentient being so much as like a giant silly putty you, you press it against their face and uh, you, you get their likeness. Right. Uh, not not, the, not the quite. Yeah, <laughs> the autonomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomomom
I'm asking a lot. Well, uh, and what would be the reason for this song? Well, if you're going to start a show and it'd be a techie show about cellular devices, maybe that could be a great lead in. I'm not sh- just thinking out loud. There's nothing cast in stone, nothing we have to do. Just ideas. Cellular, cellular, who in the hell you are? <laughs> Something like that. That's all you need. There's your, you just created your opening. Yeah. Very, very all cool. Right. How do you do that again? Yet you have a very red tongue. Well, what color is your tongue? You're looking a little pale there, Brucey. <laughs> I do. I know. It must be the lighting. I don't know. You better get uh, checked out before you cross international borders. You might start an incident, some <laughs> kind of contamination or something. No, no, no. I'm sure we'll be fine. Let's do that again. Say, ah. Uh... Give me one second. I'm I'm trying to I'm do I'm multitasking here, trying to make you look as best as I possibly can. Yeah, they they didn't tell me I was coming out. I usually have my own grip and lighting department. Uh, I don't know why we're just sitting here in this dark living room. So so what did you want me to do again? Can you demonstrate? Well, I got I want to see uh, nice and wide. I got to do it. You know, I am also uh, I have some medical training. Uh, just let me see that tongue in in I want to see your jaw as well. So give me an ah uh, Uh, Can you you, show me that again? Can you make it longer? Well, who's directing who here? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Now you go. uh, 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 Ah, ah, ah. Like that. uh, uh, Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke, Duke (laughs) Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke. Don't you know the, the lyrics? I, unfortunately, I, that's the part I know. Do, do, do as I walk around this world, <laughs> I am known as the Duke of Earl. Don't really know if that's how it goes. I... No, no. But that was very good. Very cool stuff. Maybe at some point in the future, we could actually have some of your other friends come on and we can do some. Some cool stuff like this. It was so nice to meet you up close. Yeah, well, let's uh, first too, lab. We'll, we'll talk real soon. I hope so. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to go get Pete back up in here. Uh, All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Huh? It's Bruce. You're going to be broadcast. So that was very cool. That was very cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that was fun. <laughs> and you re- and you recorded that. And that's Peter from Vaudeville Pictures with some of his very cool friends, and we're hoping to do more with him in the very near future. Thanks everybody for watching, and we'll chat again soon.